And we're back with another Pikachu series. Me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. So we got two things to talk about today. We have the Ahsoka finale and the Loki premiere. So yeah, the two things. yeah. The ending of one show and the beginning of another season of uh, Loki. And another thing to make my head go. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, yeah, you know, uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, uh, let's, let's go with the Soka. It's the one we've talked about the most. And the one we can probably wrap up the fastest. Uh, yeah, in a way, um, pretty much it, it, it does, you know, obviously it's the final episode. Yeah. So, Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine, you know, they plan their final mm-hmm. attack on, uh, Thrawn. And, you know, Ezra builds his light, uh, new lightsaber for himself. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of neat to see. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, they got a whole thing going on. Uh, Thrawn has the Great Mother. Mm-hmm. But I think I finally got the name down right. Yeah. I feel like we've been kind of in, like, is it like some weird name or whatever? But I'm pretty confident it's the Great Mothers. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, you know, they do this whole <laughs> ritual thing with uh, their, uh, their night troopers. And, uh, yeah, we get, uh, essentially zombies. Which are kind of cool, but it's also led to, like, I think a problem that a lot of people will have, have been having with this show, more so than I've seen with anything else, uh, it's the chore- uh, the choreography. Yeah, um, because obviously this is, like, a big action episode, right? Yeah. It's the big finale, you gotta have some bombastic action here and there, and, uh. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people have been sort of talking about like uh, like criticizing the uh, choreography of of uh, the fight scenes in this episode. I think particularly the one between uh, uh, Ahsoka and Morgan, because mm-hmm. Morgan does get like a uh, I guess a magic power up yeah. from the Great Mothers. Like she gets some. She becomes the Great Mother herself. She becomes part of the the sisterhood. <laughs> right. As as they say themselves. She even gets like. A crazy looking sword. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say crazy, but it has some like some crazy green magic on it. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's like okay, that's kind of yeah kinda neat. It's able to stand up to a lightsaber because I guess normally you know it, yeah because it looks like kind of like a regular sword. It looks like a katana. Yeah. Very Jap, you know, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, all that's happening. And, um. We. You know, it's kind of neat, but also, yeah, I do agree, like, the, uh, the choreography's a little off. Yeah. It's, and I don't blame them, because how old is Arya Dawson? She's probably in her 30s, at least, I feel. I, I no, feel like she has to be in her 30s, I feel right? Like more. Two guys talking about how old a woman is, how, how old <laughs> that is. Yeah, because, <laughs> She's 44. Okay, so, yeah, I'm assuming you're going to be saying, like, okay, she's not as athletically, you know, capable of doing... Because I think that is sort of the one thing uh, mm-hmm. the Ahsoka show uh, probably lacks mm-hmm. is that when, when it comes to these characters who were, you know, originally in animated form, right? Yeah. In cartoons and stuff. You know, you're allowed to have this expressive fluid animation and stuff. And, you know, like just all this fluid combat stuff. Like, yeah. obviously seeing Ahsoka in the Clone Wars and various other media, uh, like Rebels and stuff, she has a bit more like an cooler, interesting, like, dynamic, acrobatic combat style. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, you can't really pull that off very much in the, the live action. Like, it'd be very hard. Like, you're gonna need, like, a bunch of wire 
stuff, you know, like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost uh, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon stuff. Which would have been really cool, not going wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong, that would have been cool. Um, and I don't know if it was in the budget for it to do that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think it was fine. But yeah, it, it is kind of, I guess, when you compare it to that, a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. And part of it is, I think, that you know, we're we're so used to, and a lot of people, this has been going on since the sequels have been coming out, right? A, a big complaint about the choreography because, like, the choreography and, you know, <clears throat> and the prequels were so well received, you know? It, they were able to do, like, a lot of cool stuff and a lot of things. Well, because I, I remember, like, when they were talking about the choreography in, um, for the sequel, they wanted to go back to that feel of the the, the original trilogy, right? Where the swings felt like they had weight to them, you know, and all that stuff. And I I kind of get what they were doing by that in the in the sequels stuff. I know it's a it's a big contention, but it makes sense what they want to do. They want to like you know keep it that way, uh-huh. you know, keep that sort of level of consistency and that level of, of action. Um. Here it's not terrible. I think it this it feels very funny enough that they were talking about choreography, right? It feels very like okay, one two three, one two three, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, you gotta hit all your marks kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is uh, is I think how I, I thought, was talking about it before uh, we recorded. Um, like you know, it's like one of those things where like obviously like. Saying like a a one shot kind yeah. of thing, like you have to like have everyone like do certain things all at once or whatever, or mm-hmm. wait for your mark yeah. kind of thing. Kind of felt like that's what it was. Yeah. You know, like okay, we have a we reverse the choreography and like we gotta make sure we have everything here, here, here. Once you get to this point, we'll do a thing, and you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like very fluid, like no, you know, yeah. Like ironically, it doesn't help that the camera ang- camera work. Makes it feel very uh, still. Yeah, because I think a lot of the uh, fights are very from like a far perspective. Right? Yeah. So it kind of gives off that you know, like you know, very sort of highly rehearsed. You know, it has to be this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. No, like little uh, mistakes and that sort of thing. If uh, there's probably more like as close-ups and stuff, mm-hmm. like editing of the fight to make it look a bit more you know frantic yeah yeah, yeah more kinetic yeah say. kinetic yeah probably is a better word kinetic yeah. and stuff like that uh you know that would have been neat but yeah because like i always think about like how um i always see like fan you know uh lightsaber fights and how they like work the camera to be very like kinetic almost like anime style but I've always felt like those are all like, okay, but I feel like the camera work is doing most of the heavy lifting about that, though. You know? Yeah, I guess you can say that. Well, like, there's some that utilize both really well. I mean, I saw one earlier. I was like, oh, that's so good. Even saw one where, like, uh, I saw you this earlier today, <laughs> the the Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, oh, I think, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah. I mean, that's that's more like a stop. stop yeah, stop motion, but, like, you know. But to, to my point is that, you know, you can have it, the the movement of the people fighting be very still, yes, but the camera work has to help out a bit. There's like a, there needs to be a nice balance in the two, you know? 
to to make that sort of like actually feel well. Because I don't think the choreography is terrible. I just think it's very like you know. Yeah, it's not like one of those things where like, oh, you guys don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, they uh, worked hard on making sure everybody knew how to you know practice yeah. and you know do the lightsaber fights and stuff. I mean, heck, I think Rosario uh, Dawson mentioned how she had to have like a trainer specifically. You know, teach her how to wield stuff ambidextry because yeah, Ahsoka is, is an ambidextrous per, uh, yeah, she, fighter. She, you know, she dual wields. Yeah. So like for and someone that, that's like, and that might also be the case of her having you know, a problem into you know, translating that into a fight scene, right? To 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 make that you know, transition because like, oftentimes with a lot of fighters and a lot of people who are you know trained in that sort of you know, thing are very, you know, reliant on their dominant hand. Uh, boxers would always keep their dominant hand to the back, you know, orthodox style or southpaw style if they're, you know, if their left hand is the more dominant. So it, it, I totally understand where she's coming from in that aspect, right? Right, because, like, you have to teach yourself to use something you're not used to. Maybe that's also why the choreography... And, yeah, we're, we're talking a lot about the choreography right now, but I think it's because, like, it's a very interesting, you know, conversation about it. Especially from a guy who has done martial arts and stuff like that. So I totally understand where she's coming from and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and, I mean, it's also just kind of one of... It's, like, it's one of those, like, eternal debates in the Star Wars franchise of, uh... You know, like, people do prefer, like, how the original trilogy sort of handled its lightsaber fights and stuff mm -hmm. people obviously there are people who prefer the prequel trilogy and all the flashy uh flips mm -hmm. and you know like da -da -da and kind of stuff and you know it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of it's like star wars fans don't really can never be happy <laughs> is, is what i feel like it's the eternal uh, it's the eternal state of a Star Wars fan is that you're never happy. <laughs> yeah, like even, even when even before Disney had it. Yeah, even before Disney bought Star Wars and all that stuff, you know, Star Wars fans were never happy about things. No, you know, they weren't. So, uh, so yeah, I do find it interesting that it, this sort of discussions come up again. Uh, I mean, again, because I I do feel like the choreography is not like bad. It's not. Like, no, it's not. It just doesn't look cool right yeah. it doesn't look as engaging engaging right it just doesn't seem like oh okay it's just uh, all right we're just doing this now and again like rosario dawson had to learn to be ambidextrous yeah i mean that is a very difficult thing to do right like you have to teach yourself like it is very much a mind over matter uh, over body kind of thing yeah it's like trying to learn how to write with a left hand, your left that's hand. That's exactly or, what it know, is. Yeah, do anything with your not-dominant hand, and it's like, okay, this feels weird. Yeah. Right? Like, I could probably, like, maybe write my name with my dominant hand and then write it with my left hand, and then immediately be like, oh, yeah, that, look, that, needs to that looks terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, mm. And you already had that hand, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I already had that. I, I, I have to... You know, to be fair, half of the time, uh, when it comes to my handwriting, it's just because I don't care enough to write it good. Because I can definitely write good. Oh no, same here. I it's just that I need to. It's, I'm doing stuff fast, and yeah. I I rather like just have it be decently legible instead of looking like a friggin' was it Times New Roman? 
<laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to write like an Elvin, like an Elvin, <laughs> you know, yeah, Elvin Tumminship kind I'm, of. I'm thing. not some sort of uh, dude from the 1300s trying to craft his penmanship on writing like some sacred text or whatever. I'm Rewriting trying... the Bible a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, because there's no printing press, so you know, I'm just trying to fucking you know write something down, all right? Yeah. My brain knows what it says. Yeah. Um, I understand, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um. But anyways, I guess back to the uh, main plot of the story, yeah. you know, um, Ezra manages to get onto the uh, Star Destroyer while uh, Sabine helps out Soka, you know, beat uh, Morgan. However, Star Destroyer with Ron, you know, launches it back into uh, the regular uh, Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. He has his sort of last sort of like speech to uh, Soka being like, hey, listen, I knew your master. You know, I kind of figured, uh, I planned and things, and then, you know, you definitely exceeded my expectations. Maybe you'll turn out to be yeah. this is a worthy opponent. That's him. However, I've won today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, he I did mean, win. I mean, he didn't say that, but very much, yeah, he does. It's like a little victory speech, because he mm. does get back, you know, he did yeah. get back, go back to Dathomir, um, and, you know, as they sort of essentially prepare to, you know, Mm-hmm. Get this uh, war started. However, like I said, Ezra's on board, mm-hmm. and uh, we find out, you know, like he's uh, man- he manages to steal uh, one of the ships, gets back to the uh, New Republic, meets he- Hera again. You know, very very nice moment. Yeah, you know, everybody's like, oh my god, it's a stormtrooper. Like, wait, no, the chopper guy. He's like, it's almost like a puppy yeah. or a dog remembering like an old. Uh, you know, master, you're here. Yeah, it's like uh, you ever seen any of those videos where like a dog, like uh, where a guy gets sent to the army and comes back and like the dog is like dog know, or kid, like a dog or kid, like just he's like oh, <laughs> especially the dogs because it's like they're saying like who the fuck, and they get the smell like oh wait it's you. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's yeah it's yeah my it's, owner. Yeah, it's a it's a nice it's homeward bound. Yeah, it's a nice uh, touching moment. You know, like he even goes like hey Ara, I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful moment too. Nice moment. Yeah, but obviously, you know, it's like one of those it's like a hopeful moment yeah. in in the uh background of like, oh yeah, no, Thrawn's back. Like legit. He, he is back and he's raising a zombie army. Yep. Mhm. So uh yeah, it's not gonna be fun, I guess. No, 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 it's not. Um, obviously we gotta talk about how Thrawn kinda like he, he he is very much a bigger picture kind of guy, right? Like, he even, like, when he was telling, uh, was it to Morgan, he was like, oh, you talked to them? So like, yeah, do they know? Are they okay with it? Like, they weren't. They weren't, they weren't to go out. I was like, they, they'll be honored by their sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, we, we need to stall them. That's all that matters. What really matters is us getting the hell out of here. And rebuilding the empire, we're gonna be relying on magic because we need to fight magic with magic. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, meanwhile, obviously, uh, Ahsoka and Sabine are now in the Ezra position of like we're stuck on this planet now. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll make the best out of it for now, and uh, you know, um, we get one last little shot of uh them sort of looking out into the horizon, so mm-hmm. just seeing like the after like. Uh, effect of uh, that hyperspace jump. Yeah. And, you know, they sort of get the feeling like, hey, you know, is there somebody out there watching us? Kind of thing. And then, uh, 
you know, as they sort of turn back, it's uh, good old Anakin. Force ghost Anakin, mm-hmm. who I feel like they didn't use that de-aging technology this time, because it does... He does look a little old. He does look like just regular Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah, he does. Granted, like, the other times they've done it, because, um, well, they did it once with uh, in Obi-Wan, which kind of looked a little, eh. Which yeah. I guess makes, you know, it could have been supposed uh, to be Anakin as a Padawan. Yeah. But then, like, the one when they had Anakin appear here during, you know, in his Clone Wars get-up, it's like, okay... You know, like, it doesn't look that bad, because really you're only having the age of Hayden Christensen in, like, maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, 10, maybe 15 years, so it's not that, you know, weird-looking. Um, but here it's like, oh, yeah, no, he does look, like, you know, properly aged, because, you know... He is an old man at this point. This is this is end of the war Anakin goes for. Yeah, so, like, it would make sense for him to look like that. But, um, also, um... Shin, you know, uh, I that's where I'm very interested on, and because we learned the fates of both Shin and uh, Balin, right? Yeah. Sort of like what happens with them so far. Yeah. We get one last bit. <clears throat> uh, Shin essentially sort of kind of just goes to hang out with the uh, like those uh, roaming uh, bandits and stuff. Yeah. You know, because he can't find Balin. Meanwhile, Balin's on his own little journey. Um, I don't know how they're gonna continue that. Ray Stevenson did pass away. Yeah, that is going to be the interesting part. They're going to have to find a guy who can really do uh, that character justice as much as he did. Uh, but no, what really found interesting is that he would not only he found what he was looking for, right? That little area mm-hmm. of of you know stuff. But the what he was on on the mountain, that mountaintop, that's what really caught my attention. Uh, and this is why I'm saying, like, I think the Ahsoka show, and we'll, I'll talk about this uh, a little bit after that we're done here. But the, but the Ahsoka show in itself is a really good show. It's a good show, um, but you, I feel like you really needed time to, to at least delve into. But now, not just Rebels, but Clone Wars. This is one of those shows that, like, okay, no, you need to know some shit, because there is a reference to um, the. I, I kind of want to call them the Force Gods or something, mm-hmm. but they're essentially like these: the it's the father, the daughter, and the son. And, like, the daughter and the son are both, like, manifestations of the dark side and the light side of the Force, the father being, like, the balance, right? Uh-huh. And so, it, it, it was, like, a, like a, a couple episode specials of, like, Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan meeting them, because uh, they, they see Anakin as the chosen one, they're like, you should stay with us, you can, you know, do all this stuff, and, like, it, that's what it was all, it was kind of what the show was, uh, that, that whole episode was about, was just, like, reaffirming the idea that this is sort of something like spiritual um magic kind of stuff that's in star wars also like the again the personification of both the the dark side and the light side and how anakin can kind of control it uh-huh. all this really cool stuff that dave filoni has set up in clone wars and now we see it again here in um in ahsoka which makes sense because it kind of it all kind of ties together um don't know what the fuck is going to happen, though. But again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you don't know much about that aspect of Star Wars that was set up, you probably wouldn't know where where this could be going. Right. Because I know you've seen the episodes. I, yeah, I think I do know because I believe it's one of those things of... Because uh, Anakin does get, like, a glimpse into the future, right? Yeah. 
and he kind of goes off on the hand of like, no, impossible, and they kind of have like a bit of a memory wipe. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you obviously can't have Anakin know that he's gonna fall to the dark side and become Darth Vader. No, because that would defeat the purpose of the <clears throat> the whole. Yeah. So like, obviously, it's like memory wipe, but still, these little interesting lore implication about that stuff. And you're explaining that, oh, yeah, that was what that was. You yeah. Know, like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I remember seeing those, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, that, that all fall, lines yeah, up. Yeah, but if you have never seen Clone Wars, you wouldn't know what that was. Well, I mean, yeah, it's one of, one of those things of, like, that's a nice, even if you don't know what it is, it's a nice teaser, like, okay, what's Bailey up to, and, you know, she can look it up. Yeah. Because Google is your friend. Yeah, you know, sometimes. You just don't Google uh, any other random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that's sort of kind of yeah. That is sort of where the the show sort of ends off, right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, Ahsoka and Sabine are trapped on this planet, hoping for rescue. Ezra's back, back. Um, obviously, probably with the message of "Hey, Thrawn is back," and uh, he has a weird zombie army too that he, they can do. And mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna need to prepare. Like, it's interesting to see if uh, like how you know. Obviously, I'm guessing this is gonna have a second season then. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it was eight episodes, which I think is honestly kind of a nice, you know, mid, you know, a, yeah. a good amount of episodes, I feel, for for a series like this, right? Yeah, everything felt like, uh, you know, it tied in well together, right? It, it didn't feel bloated. It didn't feel like it overstayed. So I was like, okay, no, we have a beginning. We have an end. This is how many, this is how, maybe how many episodes we need. We could maybe go for ten, but if we can finish it about eight, we'll be fine. And it turned out pretty well. Like, it wasn't, like... Because, again, that was kind of always the issue with a lot of these Star Wars shows. Is either they are they overstay their welcome, or they're too short. Mm-hmm. And so you can say the same thing for the Marvel shows. Uh, but this one felt like a very nice, like... This didn't feel like it was it was meant to be a movie. <laughs> this felt like... This, this, this did actually feel like it was meant to be, like, a short, you know... So, there's already conversations of whether or not they will have a season two because of where everything was left off. Yeah. And I could totally go see for a season two. Maybe we can see how Ahsoka gets out, you know, where Balian's going. And because I, I mean, I've heard people saying that Dave Filoni's supposed to get a movie. Oh, that uh, Dave Filoni is going to direct a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe like two seasons and then a movie. There we go. That's how you do it. Yeah, that could be interesting, right? Yeah. right. I mean, from uh, my overall thoughts for Ahsoka, though, is that it's a really good show. It's a good show uh, made for a, that certain Star Wars group that have very much into, like, the lore and, like, the, the implications of, like, where uh, stuff could be going. Because, like, again, it very much is built upon the, the backs of Clone Wars and Rebels. Two things that Dave Filoni has worked very much well with. Mm-hmm. So... If, if you're if you are a fan of those two things, this is for you. That that's very much what it's meant for. Um, personally, for me, I would probably give this show more of an eight out of ten. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I like the show for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. if I were to rank it with the the other Star Wars shows, um, I probably would put. I feel like Andor is probably like number one, and then. Maybe the first season of Mando is probably number two. Mm-hmm. And I think Ahsoka is probably either third or behind the second season of Mando. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like three or four. Which, is, which isn't that bad. 
No, I mean, because I mean, I mean, obviously the thing about some like a lot of these Star Wars shows, right? At least the live action ones. You know, like like you said, you know, sometimes they're kind of too short and don't have enough development, or they kind of overstay their welcome and feel like, well, I mean, you, know, you kind of like you know, it's like the Obi Wan show. Yeah. Obviously, it was pro it was planned out to be a movie at at the start, but then they turn it into a show and. You can kind of tell, like, oh, this probably should have stayed a movie, <laughs> you know, to cut out some of this fat and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of the things for me where it's like, I don't think any of the Star Wars shows, to me, are like, oh, God, this is terrible. This is, you know, like, god-awful. I want to, you know, like, just shut it off. It's more like, like there are some good moments in an overall mediocre show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Soka doesn't feel like that to me. I think it is overall, it, yeah, I would I would say a good show. Like, mm-hmm. is it groundbreaking? Uh, no. Uh, and I guess, you know, compared to Andor, it's not, like I said, it's not, you know, Andor, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's fine where it is. Um, no, it, it, yeah, you're right. And I feel like there is, like, ways you can improve on it. Mm-hmm. It, but like I said, I feel like it's meant for like that group of people. Yeah, I mean, as a whole, I probably would just give this, uh, probably like a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably right, because most of my issues with Ahsoka are more in that sort of, uh, you know, choreography, like art direction, you know, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's stylistic choices that sort of just like, eh. Cause yeah, like a lot of some of the colors are kind of muted, mm-hmm. you know, like and stuff. It's like why is it, you know, it just feels off like that. But when for the most, especially when you have such good set design. Yeah, I mean there are some like it's pretty clear that like there's like this isn't like a show that's mostly green screen. Yeah, like, there's clearly they're on sets and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that gives it a bit more real feeling to it, right? Mm-hmm. Much like how Andor has like actual sets and stuff that give it a, that give all the places like real like they feel like they're living worlds yeah um but yeah um you know that's how we feel about uh ahsoka yeah yeah uh now on to the marvel of marvel with loki yeah loki season two ouroboros they introduced my boy <laughs> short round yeah <laughs> i'm so i love that guy Oh my god, he was always, he he's always my favorite psych uh Indiana Jones psychic by the way. You know, I'm glad to see him doing good. Yeah, uh, no, I mean he won an Oscar like what? Yeah. Like last year? Yeah, for everything 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 uh oh everything god. at everything everywhere at once, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, it's a really good movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Um but essentially this is the aftermath of the events that happened in the first season and like where you know where we could be going off because it starts off with like now here I thought that it was um Loki traveling to different dimensions, different you know, timelines and stuff but no he's he's traveling to a different like time points you know periods of time yeah cuz obviously at the uh, you know it's yeah. like Loki meets uh, Mobius and uh, B12 is, 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 is yeah, yeah. The, uh, the hunter lady yeah. um but it's like oh no I'm in the past mm-hmm. cuz uh he does the shenanigans no one knows who he is but then he sort of comes back to like uh, to the present, notices the crack, and it's like, 
this is that crack. How long has I been there? You know, it's like, and I think the one guy, I forget his name. I know, I know. But he's the, the like, the, 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 the quirky, like, nerdy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sort of attendant there. Like, yeah. The first time, you know, it's like, it's the guy that had a bunch of Infinity Stones in his, uh, yeah. in his little drawer being like, oh, they're just paperweights here. Yeah, Casey. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, that crack's always been there for as long as I remember. It's like, and that's when Loki's like, oh, God, I'm, I'm traveling between the past and the present. Mm-hmm. Like, he's pretty much, like, past, present, future stuff. Like, wherever he's located, that's what's pretty much happening. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of... Like B-15, by the way. B-15. See, I was close. You were three numbers off. Uh, three numbers off. It was, uh, it was still a multiple of three, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was, I was on it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's kind of just sort of setting up, you know, the aftermath. You have, uh, you know, uh, Mobius, B-15... And I guess the, whatever remains of the uh, the council or whatever of the TVA, mm-hmm. like learning, you know, hey, yeah, the the timekeepers they're they're fake. Uh, what do we do? And it's sort of a debate of like either keep pruning, keep on doing the mission, or just like, hey, listen, let's just, because obviously, you know, like multiple timelines are now branching and stuff, right? There's a morality question going around too. Yeah, because they obviously all know the truth of like, hey, we actually had previous lives in the timeline, mm-hmm. but we were all adopted, and now working here at the TVA, what do we do about that? Mm-hmm. How do we handle the the moral uh, situation that we've become accustomed that, to? Yeah, that we're, like, we're basically been mass genociding entire timelines because they're not perfect or whatever, all for some random thing, and what's the purpose of it all? And, you know, they eventually decide, hey, all right, listen, for the time being, let's stop pruning stuff. Let's figure out, you know, what's going on here. And one of the uh, council members, I think their name was Doe or whatever, yeah. is, like, not pleased. I think they're, like, sort of the military aspect of the TVA. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of like, hey, listen, we know who's responsible for this. Sylvie. Right? You know? So, let's just try to figure out, you know, where she's at. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, uh, Loki's still, like warping in and out of past and present and stuff and he manages to uh, warp himself into the uh into the war room and also reveal not only you know uh here's the videotape from the past of like uh of he who remains talking to uh renslayer yes right because uh they're like they're in on it it's like hey you know you help me out renslayer you know you'll help me uh with the tva and stuff you know all that whatever mm-hmm. stuff right but basically you know he reveals like that's the guy that's the guy we saw at the end of time, basically, you know, mm-hmm. to at least the council. Like, he's the one responsible. And, you know, he talks to Mobius and stuff about it, right? Like, hey, listen, you know, you know, like, Sylvie, you know, kicked me through, kicked me back to here, right? And so I don't know what she did. She probably killed him, but he was like, you know, it's the more question that was put into the, uh, you know, obviously in the last season, right? Yeah. Of, uh, hey... I'm keeping them sick of timeline because I'm trying to stop all my variants. If you kill me, you know, we're going to get the multiverse and we're going to get a bunch of my variants running around who are way worse than I am, you know? Way, way worse than he is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the, uh, the thing they're at. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually they, you know, meet more Boris, you know, sort of trying to figure out, like, hey, how do we fix, you know, Loki from, you know, I don't know if it was intentional, but I really like the idea that, one, he's called Ouroboros, which is the snake eating itself, right? Yeah, it's like uh, that sort of uh, infinite loop kind of thing, right? Yeah, and yet he's having this sort of infinite loop with, <laughs> with Loki, kind of. 
Yeah, because uh, essentially, while Mobius uh, talks to him, mm-hmm. you know, like Loki gets transferred back in the past, and they're just having a conversation. Well, past and present. I really like that scene. <laughs> that was so good. Because where like Loki's telling him in the past about stuff, you know, Orbos in the present's like, wait, that's not pop. Oh, actually, wait, hold on a minute. No, I think I do remember that. Yeah. It's like, are you talking to Loki in the past? I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do. I, I'm getting, I'm getting some memories about that. Yeah. You know. It's like, well, we need to build this one thing. Do you have it? No, I don't. Oh wait. I guess yeah, I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in the past, like, hey, can you make sure you hold on to that until uh, me and my friends talk to you? It's like, I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. Kind of see. That was pretty. I don't know. I just really enjoyed that that joke. Yeah, and you know that's sort of because uh, obviously like they're gonna use that to mm-hmm. fix Loki's little uh, time jumping and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, they have like the sort of uh, like running clock thing. Like, hey, you gotta make sure you you know you basically uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, prune, prune yourself. Yeah, prune yourself. He, tr- Loki has to prune himself. Well, just like right after uh, Mobius does a thing. Yeah to the uh the temporal shroud or mm-hmm. something like that i mm-hmm. think you know yeah. it's pretty much the the timeline basically so that way loki essentially can erase all his versions of himself in order to keep himself planted or whatever and uh you know there's a running theme um loki gets i think sent into the future a little bit so he still kind of has some time um but he also uh right as like mobius does the thing loki is trying to find a pruning device and uh, he hears a phone ringing. Mm-hmm. He gets, I believe he sees Sylvie, right? Yes, that's what happens. Like, and then just in time, like, he gets pruned. But I don't recall who does it. Because it doesn't look like he did it. No. Like, but someone from behind prunes him. Yes, I think that's what really essentially happened. Yeah, so basically, it allows Loki to sort of get back to the present. Although I'm pretty sure, like, that, that whole time displacement thing is still going to be an issue for him. Mm-hmm. As we've seen from some of the trailers and stuff, um, but yeah, pretty much, um, that just sort of like it sets up like probably the big thing of like, hey, the TVA mm-hmm. or at least a big faction of it is gonna yeah. try to go after Sylvie, right? Of like, you know, like she's responsible for this. Let's go after her and stuff. While Loki's probably also gonna try to find her and be like, hey, you know. We gotta fix this kind of we, thing. We right? we gotta fix this. But it's also interesting because that towards the end, um, B fifteen and the other hunter guy are like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, because they do see like just how much stuff they're moving out and mm. all this weaponry stuff. It's like, hold on a minute, do they really need all this stuff for Sylvie? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Like yeah, it does. You know, it it sets up something larger, right? Mm. And I think Loki at least. From what I recall from the first season, it was always kind of like a, one of those interesting things. Yeah. Uh, it was like an interesting show, setting up, uh, you know, the multiverse and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of interesting to see where this one will go, right? Yeah, I feel like they're more or less focusing on uh, the aspect of time than rather than multiverse. I don't know. Uh, maybe I could be wrong, but essentially, because towards the end, it, it implies that Sylvie is. Back in 1982. Well, yeah, she's also, uh, mm-hmm. looks like she's going through time and stuff. Um, that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see as well. Um, obviously, um, 
Oh god, I forget his name. Um, but you know, Kang. Yeah, yeah, Kang. Yeah, the actor for Kang is gonna be in this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all. That's also just gonna be one of those things about it as well. Maybe we'll see multiple variants of him and stuff. Because mm-hmm. obviously now we know, hey, we gotta stop Kang and all his other variants. Mm-hmm. Make sure uh, we stop the whole crazy multiversal war that's gonna happen. Yeah, right? I'm trying to find. Uh, and more stuff about it, uh. But everything seems about yeah, yeah. We're we're all around the money, um. Essentially, yeah. I mean, who knows how where it goes from now? Because like, everything's up in the air. And it, I think Loki still proves to be probably one of the more better shows, and the ones that actually was made to be, kind of like a show. Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's because Loki is a uh, the premise of Loki itself is always interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're, I feel like they're obviously able to like bounce on it, and it's also the one of the few Marvel properties so far in this sort of new uh, multiverse saga mm-hmm. that feels like it's propelling the story forward. Yeah. Right. Because so far we haven't really like, like obviously a lot of Phase Four was just sort of like kind of random stuff going on that without really sort of like a big mm-hmm. unifying moment. Of like, ah, this is a new era, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's sort of uh, the thing about Loki. And I think there's also probably going to be the same thing about the second season. Like, all right, we'll, we'll see more of, like, the behind the scenes of, uh, you know, maybe seeing where uh, Kang and all his variants are doing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that might be interesting to see. Um but yeah, you know, it's a solid first episode, a lot of interesting uh, concepts. I think it, it also looks really good, I mean, in terms of, like, the cinematography and stuff, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, you gotta like that style from Loki, you know, that sort of, like, the office <laughs> space and stuff, you know? It's always been, like... The, the browns and the... Yeah, it's always been, like... This, this show is the one that really does need that muted colors, because it's supposed to feel like some sort of, like depressing office area. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one makes sense compared to, like, some of the other shows. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, very excited to see where Loki is because it's, it's one of the, one of the few Marvel properties I feel like people are actually excited about because, like, right now we're in that period where, like, everyone's kind of tired of the Marvel, Marvel movies. And, a part of me just feels because, like, I think they wanted it to end a while back, but they just didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's always that's that's always been like a fair uh, criticism of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe of like Endgame was like the perfect way to send it, to end it. Or like, why are we still making these? I mean, obviously, no, why are we still making these? They make money. They make money. <laughs> I mean, also, and this could be another com- I think an episode of itself, right? Us uh, uh, talking about the idea of overly long storylines or you know stories like that of comics um the simpsons even you know so like stuff that just keeps on going and doesn't stop right yeah like when at what point do you just end a show or 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 a franchise right yeah like obviously the answer is like i mean as long as it's until it stops making money (laughs) that's that's the capitalist way of saying it (laughs) i mean that's the only real answer (laughs) yeah like you know obviously there's like object you know like you know like, oh, you know, we felt it was right to end it this way, or, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the right, the right moment, but there's other things where it's like, 
Hey, as long as it keeps making money, we'll we'll uh, we'll milk the shit out of it. Yeah, it's just that you know, you get one every year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only reason why people are slightly more okay with uh, Fast and the Furious movies, because they're not every year. Yeah, I guess you 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 don't get a Fast and the Furious movie every year. But, uh, at the same time, it's sort of just, like... That one also overstated welcome. It feels like it, right? Mm-hmm. I swear to God, there's gonna be one Flash and the Furious movie where Dom, where Dom just punches in aliens while going, This is the power of family. Just make it more anime. Just do it. Yeah, you know, just, uh, make it Speed Racer. Make it Speed Racer. Just get us another Speed Racer movie, man. Just do it. Daniel would approve of this comment. Yes, man. he would. Yeah. He would. He would probably approve of the fact that I would say get the guys who made Fast and the Furious do that Speed Racer movie. And just go more over the top. Yeah. He would love it. Uh, but anyway, guys, I think that's a good place to end it. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're most active on Instagram. And you're on there, you'll find a link to to all the podcasts. We're officially part of like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, any of the like. And a link to the YouTube for all your audio listeners out there. Want to put a face to the voice? Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And there's the Patreon. And yeah, that's about it for us. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep talking about this when we can. Then, you know, we'll see how far we go. And this is me, your boy, Eli. This is me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.